your word this morning will bring us light and understanding. It will make lasting impact and draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, this morning, I would like to read from the book of John, chapter 16 and verse 33. John 6, 16, 33. It reads, I have told you this, these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Again, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You know, there is a, there's an exercise that I often try to do, uh, a kind of soul searching, you may call it, uh, to revisit and remind myself of the reason why I received the Lord as my Lord and Savior. You know, each time I, I realize that I am I'm hopeless without Him. Without Him, I, I am just hollow on the inside. He is the substance, the guarantor of our peace, that peace that holds me together. Uh, I, I do this just to be sure that uh, I still hold the essence of my new identity in Christ as there as when I came to know Jesus. You know, sometimes this uh, activity brings tears to my eyes. Of course, not out of sorrow, but uh, out of the realization that God loves me and he assures me of his peace no matter the situation I am faced with because I have something to garrison my soul within the unsatisfactory provisions of this world and uh, its attendant troubles and and that thing is the peace of God so the question I would like to ask us this morning is what is peace what exactly is peace? When, when you hear the word peace, what does it mean? You know, the world defines peace as the freedom from disturbance, a state of tranquility, or a state or a period in which there is no war, or a war ha has ended. Now, uh, the world also feels that, okay, when you have everything going for you, you have all the money, you have all the uh, material possession, you are healthy, and everything seems to be going for you. That's, define, that's what defines peace. But in God's kingdom, peace means something entirely different. You know, in God's kingdom, peace is not the absence of trouble or conflict. Peace is actually the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, peace is the presence of Jesus. We can therefore infer that uh, the peace that eludes many parts of the world, the real peace that humanity desires can only be found in the presence of God. Now, there's an account of Jesus calming the storm in Mark 4. Uh, let's take a look at that. Mark 4, uh, verse 35 to 41. 
Mark 4, 35, verse 1. When evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great wind storm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But, but he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Peace is still. That's the command that Jesus used to calm a nighttime storm on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus rebuked the storm. In other words, uh, like he would rebuke uh, an unruly child. But notice something. He said, peace before be still. You know, he said, Pe peace. And then he said, be still. He clearly demonstrated his ability to give peace and then to dispel troubles. Well, it is argued uh, by some people, and I support that line of thought, uh, that it was not only the storm, you know, it was not only the storm that, uh, that Jesus rebuked, you know, uh, he also rebuked the disciples, you know, because they were vividly afraid for their lives, but here was Jesus fast asleep in the midst of all that commotion. They couldn't believe their eyes. So yes, his utterance of peace, the still was both to the raging sea and the raging in their hearts. You know, by this, he demonstrated to them that being with them meant that he was their peace. A fact that should have allayed their fears from, from, from the onset anyway. They were with Jesus. They, they didn't realize that it was their peace. This scenario is all too familiar today, you know. We all are laden with uh, our concerns and troubles, both in the individual and collective dimensions. You know, the Lord would like us to know that He is our peace. No matter what the prevailing situation may be, God is our peace. He wants us to realize this more than ever before. He died on that cross so our peace may be complete. He made every preparation for us to continue to revel in that peace and not lose sight of it. And he made deliberate and adequate provisions for that. You know, Jesus wasn't joking when he, when he promised us the Holy Spirit. He knew that, well, he knew what he was doing and made adequate arrangements for us to be connected to his peace every moment of our days. That is the person of the Holy Spirit. That is the arrangement he made. He is the one who points us back to the peace God intends for us. Let's look at Jesus, what he, what he said in uh, 
John John 14 John 14 verse 16 Bible says that and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The Holy Spirit is God's special arrangement to keep us in his peace. So that whatever may be the situation, the circumstances, the challenges we face in this world, we are assured of his presence. That is why he comes to live on our inside the moment we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. In our troubles, he comforts us. He counsels us, he guides us, exposing the truth to us. He is the friend who takes over our tongues when we yield ourselves to him. You know, especially when the going becomes tough. You know, on a personal note, I've enjoyed this privilege many times, running to him in absolute trust in the face of my challenges, just to get hooked up to that peace. And that peace is what keeps me going. Check Romans 8. There it says, Romans 6 and 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be altered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who who are the called according to his purpose. So the Holy Spirit ensures that you don't lose your peace under any circumstance. However, you have a part to play. If you really want to enjoy this peace perpetually, you have to yield to him. Jude 1, 2021 says, But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, making progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, which will bring you unto life eternal. Now, I love to use this analogy when teaching uh, the children church to five to about the holy spirit you know we we all know that you know we know what edifices are take for an example those skyscrapers on lagos island you know at a point all that area was just bushes and undeveloped land then one day someone decided we are going to build a structure something that catches the eye then they build the foundation then other things builders do in civil engineering came along. Then they build the first floor, the second floor, the third, the fourth, fifth, and on and on. Uh, then the builders, be, uh, you know, they begin to take the building begins to, to 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 take shape. People begin to notice that something out of the ordinary is taking place here. Then they hit the twenty seventh floor, 
and cap it with a penthouse, you know. Then they put the uh, aesthetics, the colors, painting and the other things and make it all beautiful and appealing to the eye of the beholder. That is exactly what yielding to the Holy Spirit does. Praying in the Spirit does that. It takes away your anxiety and the stress, warms you up on the inside, takes you out of depression, you know, and helps you to pray through those issues. When we constantly yield to him on a regular basis, your peace becomes visible for all to see. Doesn't mean the challenges have stopped staring you in the face. However, with you yielding to the Holy Spirit, you are praying those things you desire into reality. You are praying right directly to God because he wants those desires to be met. More than you know, he desires those things for you even more than you desired for yourself. But first, he wants you to know his peace and to be at peace perpetually. There's a reason for that. You know, man's desires are insatiable. You cannot satisfy your desires. You know, you keep building up desires. When your needs are met and cha challenges fizzle out, you step into another level. In that new level, a whole new set of wants, desires, and challenges will stay in the face. But God, God's peace is constant at all levels, able to take, take you through any challenge, no matter how great. Then you soon realize that those needs that were met in the previous levels didn't guarantee peace for your soul. The world believes that when you have money and material possession, your health is in good shape, and no enemy is running after you, then you have peace. Let me assure you this morning that God desires that you have all those things. After all, he said in his word that the desires of the righteous shall not be cut short. But he wants you to experience his peace firsthand. And to experience his first, then to dwell in it perpetually. Let's look at what uh, John 14 says. Bible says here in uh, verse 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as a world giver. I give it, I give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The peace the world promises is not authentic. God's peace is a real deal. You know, he says, My peace I leave with you. You know, peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. You know, not, 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 not from the angle of the world. Not from the point of view of the world. I give you my peace. Different for what, from what the world uh, gives you. That is the authentic peace. God's peace is the real peace. That's why Bible says in Philippians 4, it says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and petition, that prayers and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. He says in verse 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God's peace cannot be understood by the world. It is incomprehensible to the world. 
it makes absolutely no sense that you have some trouble and you are not perturbed. That's a peace of God. That's the peace God wants you to have. You know, there's a prophecy about the birth of Jesus in Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9, in verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Verse 7 says, Of the increase of his, of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. You know, reading through this prophecy, I realized that peace is the foundation of this kingdom to which we now belong. Hallelujah. This is the peace to which the Lord has called us. There is no end to his peace. The enemy can't make it disappear. Your present troubles can't overwhelm it. It is what assures your total well-being as a child of God. The Bible calls him the Prince of Peace. In Yoruba, it is translated Lafia. He wants his peace. He wants you to experience it. He wants it to be what you experience first. When you set out to achieve anything in life, peace is an evidence that you trust in. When you feel peace, you know in your mind, no matter what the situation is, that yes, my trust in God is on another level. Peace is an acknowledgement of his lordship over your life and his partnership through your life's journey. Peace is a launch part to success in every part of your life, in your business, in your career, in your health, in your walk with God. When you feel that peace, then you know you are on the right track. If you don't feel that peace at any time, it means your dependence on the Lord is not complete over that matter. He has provided a way out if you find yourself in that situation. That way out is the Holy Ghost who lives on your inside. So consult him and yield to him. What a good God we serve. The Bible says he rewards when we diligently seek him. His peace is that reward. This morning, the Lord is calling us afresh into his peace. He calls us to experience his peace. Child of God, make up your mind to experience it and to live in it perpetually, no matter what is going on around you. And how do you do that? You yield to the Holy Ghost. It's my prayer this morning for us all that the peace of God, which the world is unable to comprehend, will fill our hearts in Christ Jesus. God, our peace, will keep us firm and resolute as we stand on his promises spoken to us in his word and by his word. He calms our storms and establishes us according to our desires. In Jesus' name, amen. 
let's have a wonderful day today. Thank you.